for something completely Christmassy. Welcome to Shout Out. Daniel Chimney and into your stocking. Hello and welcome to a rather special shout out because it wasn't actually due to happen. He's Mr. Shilton, I'm Miss Barnett, and on today's additional shout out, we're talking in depth about mental well being at Christmas. Uh, with COVID having a big effect on us too, we'll be talking to Terry and Hans about mental health. So stay tuned to Shout Out for the next hour. everyone merry christmas or Chris- christmas eve i should say um yeah uh, a bit merry of an odd christmas one eve, merry, still say merry christmas merry christmas so hello yeah. terry <laughs> are you there terry good evening merry christmas oh, you are. <laughs> i am Did you get me? i think he's just been out shoveling <laughs> snow everyone <laughs> we weren't supposed to be having the show tonight um, but BCFM have decided to um, kind of keep things going through the festive period because everyone's kind of mm. locked down and the like um, um, so um, um, you may have heard in previous shows we said we weren't going to have one tonight um, but, but we are um, and um, <laughs> while we've got some nice fun stuff because it's always a really nice time of year uh, we are also we are also going to talk about um, the more serious um, subject of mental health uh, coming up in a bit the lovely hands yes. and mm. Terry so we are indeed um, um, we've also got the latest on where Santa is at the moment this Christmas Eve and so ooh. far he's just arrived in Japan North <laughs> Island <laughs> He's, he's going to be really earning those mince pies and whatever else it is oh, that gets yeah. left for milk well, and cookies. <laughs> yeah, not in Japan. And we, no? we will be doing tonight round the fire as well, I should point out. Well, I was, was going to say, we've we got the fire, yeah. we, we just yeah. need some chestnuts Not, not at the moment. I, I've got the lovely um, Christmas backing going at the moment, as you can hear. But um, oh. yeah, we, we will do our uh, stuff round the fireplace um, a bit later. Come, come on, Steph, impress us. What, what is Santa called in Japanese? Have I got time to Google it? you got one minute, ten seconds. How quickly yeah. you Google it? Yes. Well, I was, was going to say, if you... If, if I you know in French it's Pierre Noël, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. And, if and you go, Santa Claus. That's yes. German. Is yeah. that German? Uh, German and Dutch, yeah. German and Dutch. Um, and obviously, if you, if you look at the Americans, you have Santa, you have also Chris Kringle. Which yes. Is and what, who is Saint Nick? Who's that? Ah, Saint Nicholas is different. It's well, ah. sort of. It's where a lot yeah, of the stories are based. Okay, I got it. it. Go on then, oh, yeah. go on, Steph. Um, well, uh, I'll have to spell it after, but I think it's Hayosho. Um, it's H-O-E-I-O-S-H-O. Hayosho. 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 Well, hello if we have any Japanese um, listeners. We apologise about our pronunciation. (laughs) That (laughs) was not rehearsed in our (laughs) defence. It was not. But it's all good fun. It's just Christmas Eve after all. Anyway, um, we're going to take a very quick break. uh, But when we come back, sorry to interrupt your hands. uh, We're going to be talking um, um, about mental health and uh, well-being at Christmas. So stay with us. uh, You're listening to Shout Out. (laughs) 
shout out. LGBT Radio for you. Yep, definitely going to be a lot of people driving home for Christmas. But this is lovely. We haven't done this for a long time, people. Sat around the fire together with a glass of mulled wine. It's really, really nice. I've got a chiseled tonic. And of course, we've got... We've invited you, the listener, to join us as well. Mm. Um, and um, it's nice and warm. It is it's lovely. It's nothing quite yeah. like a real fire at Christmas, is there? Mm. Not, not everyone's lucky enough to have one, um, but but uh, but but if you do, they, 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 something really nice about that smell of burning wood. It reminds me of being a, 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 a scout. <laughs> yeah, a bit, a bit dodgy when it spits at you, though. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yes. and it's spitting a lot, as you can hear, but. <laughs> Anyway, um, we're talking about um, a subject that's very dear to a couple of our members' hearts. Um, that's uh, Hans and um, Terry, who both work in uh, mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, because, of course, this, this time of year, it's supposed to be a lovely time of year. Um, and for a lot of people, mm. it is. I'm not going to knock it. You know, it's a very festive time. Um, it's great. A lot of people see their family. This year's been particularly difficult. Yeah. But even if it weren't for COVID, it's a time of year where... Not everybody enjoys it, and mental mm. health can kind of take a dive. But mm. we, we often banter around um, the term mental health, and it's never really explained. I was hoping one of you could kind of give us a kind of overview. What, what do we mean when we actually start saying about someone's mental health? You know, what, what does it kind of encompass? Well, I think um, for me, um, you know, your mental health um, is is very similar to your physical health in the sense that we need, you know, our physical health is on a scale and so is our mental health and there are times when our physical health isn't good and there are times when, when we're really struggling with our mental health and statistically everybody at some point throughout their lives will struggle with some type of mental health difficulty um, right. and I think that this, this year has been particularly hard um, and people have been very greatly impacted um, because of Covid um, and because of restrictions and those changing um, sort of uh, quite regularly. But, um, you know, I think there's a lot of pressure that comes with Christmas as well. And for those people that truly are alone and truly are isolated, um, it, it's an incredibly um, difficult time. Mm. Um, because, you know, there, there are some people who don't, who don't have people um, to spend time with. And I hope that, you know, if you're listening tonight, that, that you can be spending... Um, your Christmas Eve with with us. Well, I mean, is it? Sorry, Terry. I was just going to to say very similar to what Han said. I mean, mental health is the norm for humanity. Everybody will have a mental health problem at some point in their life. Now, obviously, some people have more severe issues such as schizophrenia and might need the help of a psychiatrist or medication. But all of us will experience periods of lowness in our life. Mm. Grief. I mean, it's arguable. I mean, someone like Freud would argue that falling in love is a form of mental illness in itself because it's not rational in many mm. respects. So let's <laughs> let's embrace. To, to some extent, we need to sort of embrace mental health and say it's something which is common to all of us. And once we do that, we take away some of the stigma of having yeah. poorer mental health. That's that's one of the things I feel. Yeah. And I so think is, it, so- is it a case of we're we're not good at identifying it or we're not good at talking about it or is it kind of a combination of both do you think um i think that 
Well, that's a, a very good question. I think that it completely depends on the individual. It depends on their um, their circumstances, on who's around them, and their approach to mental health. Um, I think it depends on how they feel people will receive them sharing about how they're feeling as well. Um, and you know, statistically. Um, it leans towards men who struggle more in talking openly when they're struggling with their mental health difficulties, but anybody can um, can struggle. Um, and of course, those within the LGBTQ plus community um, can also yeah. be those who, who struggle um, th the most with their mental health. Yeah, but absolutely. if you're the one that's suffering from something, um, is it easy to identify yourself? I mean, do you think as a nation, as a species, we're, we're, we're good at that? Um, I think that more recently, um, people say never Google symptoms. However, what I will say is that because of the internet, um, there are some really amazing resources, um, Mind being one of them, but we'll talk more about some other things that are available later. But, um, you know, there are some um, information, really, really good uh, information sources out there. So if you are wanting to look into your mental health, that can be a really good way to, to look into it. But I would say that, you know, speaking with a GP, um, is also a really good way to to get some support if you're just not feeling. Yeah, but th this is my point. It's fine if you know. Yeah. But but how how do you know? How do you recognise symptoms? Yeah. Well, again, I would liken it to a physical illness if you're not feeling yourself. So whatever your kind of norm is, if you're not feeling that way, um, and are feeling that you're struggling in whatever way that is when I would suggest talking about it. So that could be anything from low mood to um, strong fluctuations in mood um, to severe depressive symptoms, which um, can be really debilitating. Um, and I guess it's um, if, if you're concerned in any way at all, it's about speaking to somebody. Could I ask what um, for someone who gets like anxious or sort of feels a bit on edge over Christmas because of situations mm. is that is that something that maybe people don't it's very difficult for someone to recognize that they're feeling like that possibly is is that sort of something that we think about as mental health or I mean I'd say again it was it's it's on a it's on a continuum and all of us have some kind of anxiety to an extent at Christmas time. I mean, I know that mm. even though I have quite a quiet Christmas, there's always the anxiety of, oh, you know, are we going to have a nice meal? And, you know, is, is everything going to be fine? And is my is partner going to be bit well? Like, and, you know. Is that a bit like, you know, when you're going for a job interview and you get that kind of anxious, mm. that kind of feeling you, you mean? Yeah, butterflies, and we all get that. But but if you're really, really on edge and you feel like, you know, your, your nails are digging into your hands and you feel mm. uh, sweat pouring off your face, then that's maybe more of a problem. Yeah. And if it goes on for week after week after week, then you may have mm. an anxiety disorder, which is a whole yeah. spectrum of disorders which can affect your thinking. Yeah. Yeah, and coming back to what you were saying, Andy, um, what I kind of was trying to get across but probably didn't do it too well was that there are specific symptoms for specific mental health difficulties. Mm. Um, but if you're unsure, then and just not feeling too good, um, 
for whatever reason which can materialise in so many different ways because there are so many different types of mental health difficulties then I would advise speaking to, to a doctor and just getting some advice and, and using that yeah. space to, to be open with how yeah. you're feeling. I mean the, the, the main reason I asked was I went through redundancy about gosh, 15 years ago what it was now and sunk into massive depression but I didn't know it I didn't know it until several years later when someone pointed mm. out to me the symptoms and the experience that you get when you have that uh, mm. it just didn't occur to me at the time I just thought mm. it was a natural reaction to losing my job I didn't realize just mm. how low it had actually made mm. me you yeah. know and that, that was why I was asking you know especially yeah. at Christmas there's so much emotion going on and with Covid and the like are there some easy pointers that that, that people can look out for if they are concerned Concerns. You know, also as a friend, you may be spotting it. So, mm, mm. anyway, um, we are rapidly coming to the the end of this half of it. Um, do stay with us. We're going to catch up with the new team um, next, and then we'll be back. And when we come back, we'll be talking about um, some of the things that you can do to help yourself, help others, um, yes. and um, other sorts of information. So, um, stay with us. Um, you're listening to Shout Out. <laughs> Shout out LGBT radio for you. This is Shout Out News on Thursday, the twenty fourth of December. The BBC released an article which has stated that more than 370 religious leaders from around the world are calling for a ban on conversion therapy, the attempt to change a person's sexual orientation or gender identity. The term conversion therapy refers to any form of treatment or psychotherapy which aims to change a person's sexual orientation or to suppress a person's gender identity. The BBC stated that it has been noted that the signatories to the declaration represent all the world's major faiths and many are known LGBTQ plus advocates. This includes South African cleric Archbishop Desmond Tutu and former Chief Rabbi of Ireland David Rosen. Other religious figures says a ban could risk criminalising pastors. A declaration calling for a ban will be launched at a conference sponsored by the Foreign Commonwealth and Development Office on Wednesday. The Anglican Bishop of Liverpool, Paul Bears, and Mary McElsee, the former President of Ireland, are also among those who have signed the declaration. Prime Minister Boris Johnson has spoken on this subject before and has repeated a promise to ban conversion therapy, saying in July that the practice was absolutely abhorrent and has no place in this country. However, the government has yet to publish details of the ban, but said it has commissioned research and would outline its plans in due course. While government figures have shown that sadly trans people undergo conversion therapy at the highest rate of any LGBTQ plus group, and some campaigners fear that any government changes could exclude conversion therapy based on gender identity and only focus on sexuality, but it is both that needs to be addressed. It has been noted that if the government do finally ban conversion therapy, they need to be clear on what it means because it could do more harm than good, especially for trans healthcare. Peter Linus, UK Director of the Evangelical Alliance, which represents 3,000 churches in the UK, says he supports an end to extreme and coercive behaviour without banning change or conversion, which are central to Christianity. He told the BBC a ban could risk criminalising counsellors, pastors and even those asked to pray with people. 
in a move that will be welcomed by many LGBTQ campaigners, a long-standing piece of discriminatory medical practice is to come to an end. For decades, the National Blood Service, which oversees such services for the NHS, has had some form of bar on gay and bisexual men from giving blood. For a long time, any man who had ever had sex with a man was prohibited from donating, a restriction which was introduced during the height of the AIDS pandemic in 1984. Even when screening of blood allowed for the detection of HIV, the blood service retained this ban. The way in which the ban was enforced caused divisions within the gay movement, with activist groups such as Outrage regarding it as an outrageously discriminatory policy, whilst the Terence Higgins Trust supported some form of restriction to the donation of blood. In the last few years, men who had abstained from sexual intercourse with another male for three months were allowed to donate in a relaxation of the rule. Now, finally, after a major consultation including the Department of Health and a coalition of LGBTQ charities, the NHS has proposed a new system of screening those who wish to donate, based on risky behaviour rather than their sexuality per se. The NHS says the biggest change will mean anyone who has the same sexual partner for more than three months will be eligible to donate if there is no known exposure to an STI or a use of PrEP or PAP. Donors will no longer be asked to declare if they have had sex with another man, making the criteria for blood donation gender neutral and more inclusive. A set of other deferrals will also be introduced for the other higher-risk sexual behaviours which are still identified, such as if a person recently had chemsex and they will be updated for anyone who has had syphilis. Speaking for the National AIDS Trust, Deborah Gould said, We welcome this step towards a fairer system of individualised, evidence-based assessment of risk for people who choose to donate blood. It's important that the government now builds on this to address remaining inequalities in the blood donation policy, such as restrictions for people who have ever injected drugs. Bristol 24-7 reports that local Bristol-based author Daryl W. Bullock, whose kind support a decade ago when writing for Venue magazine, helped persuade community radio leaders that an LGBTQ programme was needed as a new book out next year, something that will perhaps be a stocking filler for the gay or music enthusiast in your life at Christmas 2021. Daryl's past exploration of pop culture and LGBTQ life led to the acclaimed David Bowie Made Me Gay, a survey through a century of gay music. Now he's focused on the tumultuous 1960s and how a network of gay men helped shape the music of the generation that changed politics and society for good. These people helped shape the sound of the 60s and helped to change attitudes towards LGBT plus people at a time when the government was refusing to legislate in our favour. The book called The Velvet Mafia looks at people such as Brian Epstein and Joe Meek, amongst other names that defined the sounds of the 60s. The book will be released on February 4th, 2021 to coincide with LGBT History Month. Why not order your copy from a gay or gay-friendly bookstore like Gays the Word in London or News News from Nowhere in Liverpool? The Guardian newspaper reports that singer and pin-up Jessie Nelson is to leave the pop band Little Mix to focus on her mental health. In an analysis for the newspaper, Michael Cragg lays to blame for Miss Nelson's decision squarely those internet trolls who bullied her. He wrote, In a pop culture where misogyny is still rife and where a woman's very silhouette gives such narrow parameters for acceptance, if you stand out a target, a target is placed over you. During 
her time on the X Factor live shows, when she wasn't fine-tuning her trademark husky vocal on stage, she was often shown in tears, the face of bullying at the hands of online trolls who marked her out as different, that is, not pop star thin. Body liberation activists were amongst those wishing Ms Nelson well as she deals with the legacy of the years of name-calling by people who were too cowardly to do anything except shout misogynistic and body-shaming messages. And legions of LGBTQ fans were also posting on multiple social media platforms their love for a very beautiful woman. Good luck, Jesse, in all that you do from next, from your gay, trans, non-binary and intersex fans and everyone else that loves you for what you have done for women everywhere. The Big Issue paper has long been a friend to LGBTQ plus people representing our struggles, health concerns and culture fairly and with support. In recent years, the project has launched the Big Issue shop, which sells furnishings, snacks, food, textiles and household items from guaranteed fair trade, vegan, ethical and organic suppliers, with all proceeds helping the homeless. Among the items to sell this Christmas is a reproduction of the cover of issue 1329 as a tea towel, shown by sexual Asian hero Freddie Mercury in a classic on-stage pose. This might just be a gift for the Queen fan in your family or indeed any old queen big news finally have shared that the drag race uk season two cast have reviewed a brilliant and much needed message of racial diversity and trans inclusion which has been hidden in plain sight it comes at the end of a year where there has been many trans exclusionary radical feminists sharing their often harmful views and beliefs towards the trans community rupaul and the bbc unveiled the 12 queens competing in drag race uk on Wednesday the 16th of December with the first image of the new batch of contestants showing them dressed in the courage and the sorry in the colors of the progress pride flag the progress pride flag is now widely used by the LGBTQIA community and was designed in 2018 by Daniel Quasar it's an alternative to the traditional rainbow pride flag as it incorporates black and brown stripes that represent people of color and blue pink and white representing the trans pride flag the chevron points to the right representing progress and forward movement whilst a white band also honors those who have lost their lives to hiv and aids Fake News stated, Drag Race has faced scrutiny over its trans representation. However, it appears to be making positive strides. Two of the Drag Race UK Season 2 queens are non-binary. They're called Bimini and Ginny Lemon, who describes herself as the only non-binary drag queen in the UK with a sense of humour. Davina DeCampo was found rotting. Over in the US, season 13 of Drag Race is set to star the franchise's first competing trans man, Gottmik. Drag Race has been celebrated for its celebration of black queens and other performers of colour. However, fans have shared their upset at times that the UK version included only two queens of colour. But this new season has three, Tace, Anastasia Mandela and Tia Kofi. I don't know about you, but we cannot wait for Drag Race UK Season 2, which will begin on the 14th of January on the BBC iPlayer. Thank you to Pink News for alerting us to that story. For these news stories and more, check out our website at shoutoutradio.lgbt. For Shoutout News, this has been Terry Starr. And Hans Peregrine. Shout out news, national and international LGBT news for you.
shout out. LGBT Radio for you. Oh, that was gleeful, wasn't it? <laughs> I absolutely love that track. We're having what such a banger. A- we're having such a gay old time here. Now, before we go on, I brought some snacks in. So we got some roasted chestnuts and Wonderful. little mini mince pies. Mm. And Ooh. I know Andy likes to mince. Sorry, likes a mince pie. <laughs> um, I assume you mean Andy Hull, not me. I was going to say, I, 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 I think we're both equally, equally shocked by that. Equally shocked. Nothing's wrong with a good mince pie, though. I, le- I learned no. it all from Terry, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, Terry does a nice mince. <laughs> I prefer a sticky toffee pudding, if I'm honest. I bet you do. I do. Oh, yeah, roasting your nuts on the fire. And the roasting cream. my nuts on the fire with cream. Yeah, um, I-, I like it all at Christmas. Bring it on. <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, fire's still burning, as you can hear. Yeah, we put um, another couple of logs on. Yeah, I've been able to take my thermals off. Mm, this is lovely. Yeah. Warmed up nice, nicely, so. though. I have. Uh, but I am going to take us back to a more serious situation. Yes. Because, of course, um, it is what we're, we're talking about today. So, mm-hmm. um, And that is the subject of mental well-being at Christmas. Yeah. Um, now, of course, as we said before, this year is also marred by the... the horrible thing that is covid that um mm. has yeah. basically disrupted life on the planet um hopefully um with things going according to plan with the vaccines um it will come to an end throughout next year um uh, but it's not going to be any relief for christmas so question um for um you guys so should i kick it off with you terry um if you are suffering can you give us some advice on things that you can do um around this christmas period when you say suffering, do you mean do you mean mental uh, health? Your, your you know, mental health your... is suffering. Yeah, it's, it's a difficult one, isn't it? I mean, and as as Han said earlier on, uh, there will be sort of like people that will be on their own for Christmas within our community, and indeed, mm. you know, you don't need to be LGBTQ plus; you could be from any community. Well, um, but it could start be if now, you're if if you know someone who's on their own, would give them a call. But to on reach Christmas out, Day, being absolutely to reach out to them, and you know. One of the things I think you can give yourself permission at Christmas time is to say, you know, the the sort of Coca-Cola advert Christmas of and the old Christmas card mm. uh, sort of picture of a big family group all jolly jolly mm. round the turkey and and carving the meat and everything that was always a myth even in Victorian times when they invented the Christmas card there are many millions of people who will be having a quiet Christmas I'm Mm. just having a quiet Christmas there's only a couple of us in the house and I know a lot of people that are on their own for Christmas so it's Mm. not unusual and I think if you give yourself permission to say it doesn't matter it's a lie you know this big family Christmas then it kind of alleviates some of that pressure that's what I find anyway yeah. and you 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 don't even need to celebrate Christmas especially in this day and age when we have the internet and you have so many YouTube channels and all the rest of it you can find yourself some good documentaries sit down with a cup of tea or a glass of wine mm. and just quietly while away the hours so give yourself permission I think to not do Christmas or to have a quiet one. I think if that's you quite can, powerful. is it? If you can, is it also a good time to have an excuse to spoil yourself? Damn right! You, I know a lot own. of people. Yeah, I mean, uh, one of the people I work with, she said she likes nothing more than to sit down, uh, go for a walk on Christmas Day, but also to sit down with a couple of tubs of Ben and Jerry's ice cream <laughs> and, a, and a bottle of Prosecco and really. Well, enjoy Steph does it with chocolate Brazils, you see. It's <laughs> <laughs> 
I heard she managed 24 um, all at one time last Christmas, so you've got to get to, got to, get to 25 <laughs> Christmas get, Day, Steph. Or, or, or if you're going to Steph's, yeah. you go to Steph's, you've got to get there early. Your best Christmas chipmunk impression. I was going to say, 20, is that 24 Brazil nuts? 24 men? 24 men from Brazil? Or? Wow. All of, well, all of that. That would certainly cheer a lot of gay men well, for Christmas. <laughs> it's an advent calendar of dreams, Terry. Yeah. Yes, I've, I've, I've clenched already, Terry. <laughs> um, but no, it is, it, is a, it is a good point. I mean, because you know, there are a lot of us that probably know someone. I certainly... Um, no, no. Well, Steph, you're spending Christmas on your own this year, aren't you? You know. Um, um, no, it we... turns out that that's changed. But I tell you, who is spending Christmas on on their own is my mum. Oh. She's she's twenty years in front of me, and um, so she's um, eighty-eight. Oh, One hundred and ten. She's doing. Well. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> um, but the thing I bet is, you are going she's... to phone her on Christmas Day. No, she's been invited, but she says in the current circumstances she. Was feel a lot yeah. better staying on her own and just mm. letting us video call her mm. she and the lovely thing about my mum although she socializes a lot at her local coffee shop every single morning come rain or shine snow or high winds she loves her own company come the afternoon mm. She's yeah. quite she's okay right. with that. If, if you're that kind of person that, that's exactly brilliant. it's, it's yeah, those yeah, yeah. that aren't isn't it I think exactly um, I think everybody copes in different ways as well and sometimes something that can really help is to sort of make a loose plan for your day so um, to give yourself a little bit of structure to so have a look at the films that are available um, you know to see if there are any friends you want to call um, if not there's some amazing Facebook groups um, for people who are struggling over Christmas especially for well including those the LGBTQ plus community and the trans community as well um, and I think it's about um, looking into those types of things. I, I've had quiet Christmases um, many years ago now, um, and mine was just filled with Bridget Jones wine, chocolate, and um, and a fire. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds lovely. And yeah. of course, you, you you can always pick up the phone. There are lots of helplines that will there be are. running through Christmas, and you don't even need to have a specific diner. I mean, we're not we're talking about wider than just mental health lines here. You can always call the Samaritans mm. uh, on one one six one two three uh anytime 24 hours a day and mm. similarly if you're an older person they're aimed at older people although they don't define what they mean by older people so they're very much open is a project called the silver line now they were set up by dame esther ranson after the passing of her husband and she felt very lonely even though she was a famous person so she mm. created this helpline which has now gone off and got funding of its own and it's as i say it's just a, a, a chat line if you if you take my meaning for older people it's got advice and support but also a friendly listening ear they're available 24 hours a day and you can find them on the internet to find their number so we'll, we'll also pop some numbers on our website i think so people can have yeah. a look and, and, and find out some information just to um thank you terry just to say about the samaritans as well they've also got a fantastic email service um that runs 24 hours a day um, their response time is, is pretty quick and it's joe at samaritans.org. It's completely anonymous and it works like um, a chat system. So you end up having a conversation and they can't hear you, they can't see you. Um, it can just be a really safe space for you to share what's going on for you. Yeah. Okay. Um, can I just say as well that um, your local radio is going to be with you over Christmas? That's right. So if you want chat and a little bit of lovely music, 
then tune in. It will be company for you. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and certainly on our home station of BCFM, we've also got live um, shows going on as well. So I'm, I'm not 100% th- yeah, sure of all th- of our stations. Mm. Quite, um, quite a few this year, because one of the weird things is, with the lockdown, a lot of stations invested in remote technology, so lots of DJs can broadcast from their... Uh, well, like we're doing from their sitting room fire. You know. Yeah, we just, I think, heard your brother go up the stairs, Terry. If, if anything proves we're broadcasting from No, that was Santa. I was Santa Claus. Santa's creeping about, putting his parcels everywhere. I just had it straight in my head. That was the reindeer landing and Santa climbing up the stairs. Did anyone used to leave a mince pie out for Santa when they were young? Very much so. I did. Mince pie and milk. Absolutely. Oh yeah, 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 and and whiskey in my household, which I think um, says more about my family than it does about Father Christmas. I think I think that's another thing actually is is I love a nice drink at Christmas, but but do be do be steady on the drink because it Mm. can alcohol is a bit of a depressant. And it, and it, it is can't, it can't put, yeah. put, put you in I a funny alcohol, mood. Yeah. And then I thought alcohol was a mood enhancer. No, it's oh, a no, depressant. Oh, no, it's a Yeah, it can depress you in, in if you yeah. have it in the wrong quantity. In respect yeah. to that, you know, it completely depends on mood and, and every different type of alcohol affects somebody um, differently. So some people respond, you know, to gin, for example, really negatively, whereas other people don't. So I guess it's about knowing your own personal limits. Um and if it well, impacts your mood negatively, then yeah, exactly. With everything in, in moderation um, is, right. is always the advice, and including this Christmas, of course. Um, if you are travelling, the advice is keep it short, um, as small a group as possible. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's Absolutely. not going to be Christmas like like a normal one, but. Um, well, th- this um, is it. This is it. If you're worried about or, or you're feeling down about sort of like a quiet Christmas or one alone, in fact, there'll be many millions of people joining you this Christmas mm. because it is a very different time than uh, than on previous years. Yeah. Mm. Uh, anyway, um, we, we'll stop it there, but we'll be back in a minute. Um, stay with us. Uh, you're listening to Shout Out. <laughs> Shout out. LGBT Radio for you. There you go. That was the 12 days of Christmas there. A really fun version. Brilliant. Uh, I like that one. I so. tell you what, I've had to move back from the fire. It's getting so hot. <laughs> oh, Burning wow. my cheeks, I was. Well, <laughs> is your zimmer frame melting, Steph? <laughs> you know, it, was get, it was too hot. I couldn't touch it. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. So, now who, who's putting mince pies out tonight and sherry and... So yeah. you said brandy, well, I'm didn't be you? Drinking some sherry and eating I tell you some what, we, do, do, you genuine, do you honestly drink sherry? Would, oh, would yeah, you? I'll drink it. It's very sweet. Oh, uh, it depends it is, on what yes. type of yeah. sherry. Because you can get dry sherries which are feed. That's still then, sweet. Uh, yeah. Well, there's, uh, I went to Liardo, there's um, Himon Parentes. Uh, hello, I'm finding out something new about Andy. He's a <laughs> sherry connoisseur. I did not I, know this. Well, <laughs> I, I have a Christmas present from Andy, Andy. I've been to a sherry bodega in Spain because. Uh, some of my friends live in Harath, which is where sherry is made. I use oh, sherry wow. for nice. cooking and making sauces. That's as far mm-hmm. as it goes. I don't like the stuff. Can I just say that we all need to pay more attention to not just supplying Santa 
with milk or sherry and cookies and that. But we need to remember to put the commode out. I mean, the poor, the poor man. He's got one fitted in his sleigh. What are you on about? Oh, has he? I didn't know he had a commode in his sleigh. A jumbo chair. Well, the amount of presents he has to carry, you know, it's. I've been putting a commode out every year, but it's always been empty. No, my love, that's for you. (laughs) (laughs) No, mine's under the bed. (laughs) It's got NHS written on it. You need to give it back at some point. (laughs) Oh, is that what I thought was somebody's initials? (laughs) I thought it was was Nigel something. I wonder if it's Natalie's. (laughs) Could be Natalie. I'll have to ask her. Anyway, um, um, a serious question. Uh, favourite film at Christmas? Oh, I'm going to throw a new one. I'm going to throw a new one in this year. Uh, Jingle Jangle. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jingle Jangle. If you haven't watched it yet, it's on Netflix. It is brilliant. It is brilliant. Yeah. I absolutely love yeah, the music and the dancing. Yeah. Superb. I am a, a massive fan of The Grinch and Jim Carrey. I just think that's such a brilliant uh, have you, film. Have you seen that there's um, an animated one out as well? Yes, with Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch, mm. my favourite man. Oh, yes, absolutely love it. I tell yes. you what our family watches every single year, wherever they are on the planet, is Scrooge with Albert Finney every Christmas Eve. The original one? Uh, no, there's a one before that, but this is the musical. Right. Yeah. Oh, I, my, my parents like the one that was released with Alistair Sim, was it? Yeah, Which that's I think the one the before. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 I was going to say, for, for my family, it was always uh, the original White Christmas. Oh, yeah, with Bing Crosby. Yeah, yeah, that yeah was a lovely movie, Andy. Yeah, that, that was a film to go on on sort of Christ, early Christmas afternoon. When, uh, I, when I was a kid, it was The Goonies. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. I so wanted, I wanted to ride the water slide when I was a kid. I would have done anything to have gone down that, that water slide. I right. said, that says a lot about you, Andy, yeah, it does. Does, doesn't it? Your love, with your love of, uh, of going on, on fairground rides and such like. Yeah. Hey, another, you guys. Another, hey, you guys. Yeah. Another serious question here. Is Die Hard a Christmas film or not? Well, it's kind of has become one, hasn't it? But then, I mean, The Goonies isn't technically a Christmas film. No. It's, no. It hasn't got Christmas it's in it. It's show it, isn't it? No. What about um, Batteries Not Included? You love that one. Oh, That's a good yes. one. Yep. That's a good, That's a good one. Oh, but the yep. best Christmas movie ever, ever in the world is Love Actually. Oh, I love that. Uh, oh, it's have... a bit of a rom-com. I, I I just love it. I think it's a perfect Christmas, and I, it's so good. I watch it in the summer as well. <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a very fun one called Deck the Halls. I don't know if you've ever seen that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. about have, two yes. two neighbours competing over Christmas lights <laughs> yeah. on their house until they they pretty much illuminate the entire world. Isn't that Danny DeVito? I think isn't it? Is it Danny DeVito? Oh, I can't remember now. I tell you another good one, but it is quite dark and it is quite a struggle to watch. It's Family Stone. It's a beautiful movie. Oh, it's beautiful, beautiful movie. Um, and it's a, um, there's um, a gay couple involved, and they're so embedded in the family and love. But a new girlfriend comes along to one of the brothers, and she's trying too hard, and it's coming across as homophobic. It's a beautiful, beautiful movie, but it does involve. It's, it involves quite a lot of upset because of um, the mum as cancer. Okay. Different. And is it the Great yeah. Escape that's on every year? 
Oh, yeah, I, Steve yeah. McQueen. Oh, Sound of Music. Soundtrack. How can we yeah. forget oh, Sound of Music? Oh, gosh. Oh. <laughs> a single version. Poppins. Oh, now, talking of that, um, there is a new one on Netflix called um, The Prom, um, oh, there is. which is very, very... It's all about um, um, a lesbian who wants to take her girlfriend to prom night, and it's based on a true story, um, oh. and it is really good it's not the, the the best story in the world but it's just really well made and it had me and carl in tears when we were watching it so another one oh. i recommend this christmas if you yeah. if you get a chance so, mm. so, 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 nice. british jones trilogy is another good klaus one is another one if you've not seen that klaus is an incredible original um illustrated story on netflix very very good i should say we've got the snowman and the father christmas as well oh god yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's really, going really back. festive just before Christmas. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But I think you took it with the Bing Crosby one, Andy. That's it for another week. <laughs> if you are concerned or have questions about mental health issues we've covered today's show, you can find links to support groups on our website. Just head to shoutoutradio.lgbt and look for today's show. Uh, we are back next week when we're having a look back at 2020. God, what a year. Uh, 10th yeah, birthday, COVID yeah. and all that. Uh, but from myself, from Steph, from Hans, from Andy, from Terry, say Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry, Merry Christmas! Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>